If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Stuck at home, bored and alone, you'd think I could have some fun on my own, but I'm bored AF, I'm bored AF, with Cecily and Stephanie. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Bored AF, uh, the show where nothing happens, but everything happens. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm Stephanie. Wilder Taylor, and this is Cecily Nobler. Hi, Sess. Oh, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Everything happens. <laughs> Doesn't it? Everything happens. Nothing ha- is planned, but everything happens. Well, that's true. And then what happens is everything happens, and then Stephanie and I stress out for like two days before it goes up. And we're like, should we have said that? Yeah. Do you think we should have said that? Those are the best shows. The best shows are where <laughs> we go, oh, God, could you edit oh. that out? <laughs> <laughs> Which is rare, you guys. You're pretty much getting it. So sorry. We're, we're, the the worst shows are when in the middle we go, yeah, we can't do this. <laughs> Scrap that it. Has happened. Forty five minutes in, we're like, what are we talking about? Can't do it. I just have to say something to you. This is so random, but I was realizing yesterday. Maybe I shouldn't say this. Is the kind of thing I'm going to regret saying, but like, I didn't wash my hair for a week. Do you ever do that? Of course. Yeah, it's okay. quarantine. I mean, I have dry hair, so I can I, – I'm supposed to go like five, every five days, maybe four days, but a week is kind of a lot. It was pretty gross. And then I thought, what if I just – what if I like didn't bathe, but I said it was for a political reason? Like so it was like four – like no baths for Biden. <laughs> I <laughs> like where you're going it's, with this. <laughs> yeah, because why can't anything – like chocolate chips for Democrats – so you eat, you're allowed to eat chocolate chip, like whatever you do, you can say, because that, isn't that kind of what Gandhi did? Like he just didn't eat, but he did it for a cause. So let's say you just ate a lot and you did it for, for a, a cause. cause. Yeah. yeah. I'm overeating for Biden. Mm-hmm. For Biden. For, yeah. For, for get out the vote. That's my <laughs> yes. way of inspiring people to vote is what I'm going to eat a lot. I'm going to eat a lot. Mainly I'm ice cream. Ice cream, whatever. Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense, but we just get that hashtag going. Overeating for Biden. I like it. So if anybody's having a day where they don't feel like showering or a week or they want to eat a lot of whatever, just do it for a cause and it's fine. Right? I don't see why not. Yeah. And you know what? It's also anybody can do it. You know, it's accessible because not, not everybody can go on like a hunger strike. That's that's hard. Super hard. Like maybe you care a lot about the cause, but you're like, I just I don't like being hungry. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, exactly my point. So it's like, okay, my hair was like sticking to my forehead. I mean, it was so dirty. And, it, you know, nobody sees me. I'm by myself most of the time. I, it's just Monroe. So it's like, oh, I'm do- yeah, I'm doing it for the Democrats. I think the Democrats would be very proud. Would they? I don't know. I, I, I feel like they would. I think you're being creative. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, we have a surprise for you guys today. Yes, we a do. special surprise. Um, you know, we got a little tired of hearing ourselves do the shouts for just a minute. So we have a special guest star again. This week, you may know him as the creator of our theme song, Mike. Um, and he's going to do our shouts today. Take it, Mike. Kimberly Amico, Jamie Griffiths, Julie Zancrant, Patrick Price, Angela Kay, Krista Stroop, Jennifer Falls, Amy Hunt, Colette Rock, Ishan Vajpay, Kelly Huffins, Randy Whitcomb, Ed Dyer, Randy May Ames, Megan Medore, Karen Johnson Watson, Julie McGrath, Kate Donato, Audrey May, Michelle McKibben, Laura Houlihan, Kathy Stearns, Stephanie Rinker, Ulysses Adkins, and Denise Ford. Thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> I love you, Stephanie. I just wanted to tell you that because we're going to get real deep today for real. Well, yeah. You got a lot. What I feel like you have something, a story for me. I have a story. Oh, God. <laughs> just like every time I think that I've gone into the well and gotten it all, like it's all there. Like I've dug deep and there's nothing left to give. Uh-huh. I find something. Okay. So I may have mentioned this before on a podcast, but I think we talked about one time, like just our experiences overall in middle school, like junior high, who we were kind of maybe a little bit like the talent shows and all that stuff. Right. Yes. So there was, I think I've mentioned this guy, but there was this particular science teacher. He was our earth science teacher. Um, and everybody was really not me, but everyone was really mean to him. He was kind of bumbling. He tripped a lot. He had chalk on his face. You know what I mean? Like that kind of science teacher. And he was young, though. I remember he was just this young guy. He looked exactly like Marty McFly. That's who he was, like Crispin Glover, uh-huh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved him, like not romantically, nothing weird at all. I just worried about him every day. I prayed for him at night. <laughs> like Jewish prayers? I, yeah, like Jewish prayers. Yeah, whatever that is. Uh-huh. Like I would do weird, like I don't even know what they were, but I would just do be you, like, like God. for him? <laughs> I'm like just cottage for his soul. I'm like, I know he's still alive, but I feel like he's not, you know, he doesn't seem like he's so he's not happy. Right. Right. So other kids in my junior high, it was kind of a, it was kind of a mean junior high. Like it was just a very kind of privileged, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there were some great people and I liked them all very much, but I, the people were really mean to him in this class. So at least twice a week I would stay after and just, just his name was Mr. McFarlane. And I would be like, Mr. McFarlane, are you okay? <laughs> and he was like, I'm fine. But I don't think he even understood really what I was doing. I don't, 
I think he, you know, was a nice guy, but I don't think he was like really connecting to me in that way. It was just sort of like, yeah, I'm fine. And then he would drop like seven books. Oh, and I maybe he didn't yeah. know he was unhappy. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> so I've thought about this a lot for like 30 plus years, a lot, a lot, like a lot. I think about it a lot and I'm like, how is he? And what was, I can't find him. I found the yearbook and it would just, it just had his picture and said, Mr. McFarland, but there was that that's really hard to find. And there was no first name and it was just really bugging me because I was like, how, I just want to make sure he's okay. And like with us and like what happened to him, you know? So I just, the other, maybe, maybe a week ago I went on, I was like, Hey, I still have friends from that junior high class. Like, let me ask them. I go on. I was like, I just want to make sure Mr. McFarland is okay. Does anyone remember his first name? <laughs> so a bunch of people actually had the same they were like I always thought about that too like I people were mean to him and then someone screenshot their yearbook about how they just put like little mean little uh, on the yearbook how they wrote like Marty McFly and like all this stuff uh -huh. you know and so one guy was like I thought about that a lot too it always bugged me too and then he's like let me see what I can figure out and he found him my friend John found the guy Mr. McFly like found him on Facebook Okay. So I had this idea with this little group on Facebook. I was like, what if we sent a care package to him now? And it's from your eighth grade, from the eighth grade class of 1986. And, and, and this is, we live in the worst times. And what if we could write one wrong? Like we could just write this wrong. That's bugged some of us for a long time. We know people are so mean to him and that's like, you know, awful. So let's do it. So I was like, and everyone's like, I'm in, I'm in. So I was going to like collect my, and I was like, I'm not going to collect money. I'm just going to send him like a basket of cookies. How did you not even, how is this the first time I'm hearing of this? And it happened recently. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I was just saving it, saving it for this. Cause it was probably a week ago. So then I friend request him. I wait. I am so excited. And I have like a backup plan too, because we have one mutual friend, another friend from junior high was friends with him. Okay. And um, I was like, well, if he doesn't, if he doesn't take my friend request, I'll just, cause he doesn't know who I am. I'll go through my friend Brent and I'll just be like, okay, just tell him what we're trying to do. We want to send him a gift. Oh my so, God. Uh, so, so I check and I check and it just still says pending, pending, pending. And then I checked yesterday and he not had only declined the <gasps> friend request, but there's, you can't request it again. It's just declined. Like, do not let like, this person re-request my friendship. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, it doesn't say, but it's just a thing. I guess when you decline it, I guess you can't come like pop back in, but it just, there's nothing else you can do. It's just, we're not friends. It says I can message him, but we all know that the message would just go into that file where if you're not friends, you don't see it. Right. The other Especially, folder. Yeah. The other folder. And all I was trying to do, and I get, I mean, he was, I, okay. So I, I did a little snooping and I could see on his Facebook, he's kind of, he's pretty religious. Oh, <laughs> he's married. And so maybe he just thinks like, who is this, this woman from LA? You know, I don't know this person. There's no way he would know he knew me. You he wouldn't know, you know, know my name. He wouldn't remember your name. Mm-mm. I don't think he'd remember any of it, to be honest. I think you should take it personally. If I were you, <laughs> wait, so did anybody else try to friend request him too? No, because they're not crazy. They have lives and like children to like figure out if they're going back to school or if they're homeschooling <laughs> and like 
people have shit to, I mean, people were really supportive and they're like, that's so sweet, Cecily. You're, you're a sweet girl. Like people were nice about it. But my question to you is this, and I may put a poll up that if anyone is hearing this, you know, like our, our board AF family, um, honestly, should I just leave it alone <laughs> or should I go through Brent and just say, this is what I'm, and Brent, by the way, is a really sweet guy. He's like a reverend. He's a really nice guy. He, I know he'd be for it like doing a nice thing, but he may also say that's a little creepy. Maybe you should leave it. So do I find the back way in? I just want to send him cookies to apologize, not for myself, but for my class. Um, you know, that's a tough one because, you know, in my 12 step support group that I sometimes go to that will remain nameless. Anonymous. uh, (laughs) It will remain anonymous. Sometimes I've been told, like, if I feel especially sort of bad about something that I did in the past and I've asked my, you know, um, guide in that area for help, they often say the best thing to do is make a living amends, which means leave the person the fuck alone. (laughs) But I didn't do anything wrong. And I was I thought it would just be like, what a nice way in this crazy 2020 world to do something just lovely, but it well, sounds like I, maybe, he I mean, I don't, it was lovely. well, I don't feel like you're not trying to talk to him exactly. Right. You just want to get his well, contact information to send Yeah, it. But that's weird too. Then what I thought I could do, cause he's in Dallas still is I was like, well, I know a woman who owns a bakery. So I could just say here, call this number. And then she would just, I would pay her. And then, you know, that way he wouldn't have to give me his address or anything. I'd be like, I got, you know, you have something waiting for you at this bakery. That way it wouldn't, you know, I would you know what I mean? That would be my way around it. And then there'd be a note about like, on behalf of Westwood junior high, <laughs> so sorry. Um, but maybe it's just, it's, con- it's getting weird. He's fine by the way. I mean, he's on Facebook. He's married, very into Baylor sports. Okay. Well then, I mean, so how long ago middle school? Okay. So this was mm-hmm. like a long time ago, mm-hmm. 30 years ago. And now he's great. I don't know if he's great. I don't know if he's great. I just, I just thought in my mind, in my mind, not only would it just be this wonderful thing to do, but also like it would be picked up on the news. (laughs) (laughs) I would just be like, I just thought it was such a great, and then I want, I wanted it to be like a thing that everyone did find someone like maybe that you bullied. But the problem is, is that like, you're right. Maybe he doesn't realize that people were mean to him. Maybe he's just oblivious. And didn't even think about it. maybe I maybe I'd be opening a door because that would be really weird to get like what if you got a care package and it was like we all hated yeah. you in high school I'm so sorry yeah yeah I I don't I don't know the answer to that but I think that the answer is to let it go because it's not working out so maybe there's a reason for that it's like the guy that I stalked who then turned out to like. Be in- want to go back to Asia because of the Me Too movement. Right. <laughs> and I stalked him for 25 years. And, it, and I was like, why, universe? He's the guy. And the universe is like, no, he's not. You know what stops me from stalking anybody? <laughs> I have a, such a bad memory. I can't remember people's last names. Right. There's Usually, a, there's, I mean, I had a yearbook, so. <laughs> there's somebody that I was friends with in my 20s, a girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. That I, I literally <laughs> went to Jamaica with. 
That's how oh we God. were. We were good friends. She was my neighbor. Yes, I I won a trip to Jamaica on the Hollywood Squares, which oh my God, which we haven't talked about yet. Yes, which I can tell you that story too. But um, and I didn't really have like a boyfriend or anyone to take, and she lived like okay. Oh, and this goes into another topic that we're going to talk about at some point. I lived in this haunted apartment that was Cecil B. DeMille's old house Ooh. in Hollywood, and it had a guest house. And I, the apartment I lived in was the like the had been the maid's quarters. And so my friend Julie lived in the back of the house of the main house and we Mm -hmm. were really good friends. And I, we, we went to Jamaica together for an entire week. (laughs) I cannot for the life of me, remember her last name. I'll find her. I have pictures of her. Okay. I'll find her. I'm going to find her for you. This is like what I do. She's, I know she's from North Carolina. Okay. Uh, and her name's Julie. Come on, how how are you going to find all her? That's you have. That's all Wait, I have. But you have you have pictures. You can now we can Google image. You can like look stuff up via yes, an image. Yes, but now. the pictures I have are from when I was like twenty. Okay, what else do we have? I'm putting in Julie. You said North Carolina, <laughs> <laughs> so that's not going to work. What else? You, what and else? the thing is, I had my friend who I lived with at the time. My good my friend, my high school friend, was also friends with her, and also can't remember her last name. <laughs> Because she has a really unmemorable last name. What if her last name's like Clark? I wanted to get a hold of her for so many years. I have so many like memories from her that I I know she'd want to reminisce. What are some of the memories? Because we can do this. I mean, if I found this guy, because all you really have to do is go on Facebook and, and, you know, think of any other person in your life that would know. Do you have a yearbook from high school? She didn't go to high school with me. Oh, I think you said high school. No, she, um, I live, it was from when I moved to Los Angeles. Oh, uh, and she wasn't a comic? Nope. She wasn't <laughs> I'm, like, and there's, I have no other, I'm telling you, I don't have, my memories are really bad. Well, give me a week and give me all, think of everything you have and maybe some pictures and I'm on it. I'll find at least one of them. I will. I will. Okay. All right. It's a deal. It's a deal. Hey, do you want to tell us about the Hollywood Squares thing now? Or uh, do you want to? Sure. I could tell you that. I could tell you that story. It was pretty funny. I OK. So when I first moved to California, I had a car, but it was a Mazda GLC and it was had <laughs> I had driven it across the country. And it mm-hmm. when I bought it, it already had like 90,000 miles on it when I bought it. Then I also, then I drove it across the country. And like I said, it had been owned by somebody in when I lived in Springfield, Massachusetts. So it had rusted through the bottom. So it had (laughs) like, you could put your foot down through the, through the bottom of it and stop the car Fred Flintstone style. How cute. And it was adorable. (laughs) So I really needed a car and I didn't have a job or any savings account. So that mm, kind that of sounds like now for me to go on. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just remembered that I I, ha- I got this idea in my head that I really needed to go on a game show because I needed money and a car. So that's actually brilliant, brilliant thinking. Yeah, I I mean I must have been twenty at the. T- I mean I had just moved to California, like I said, didn't have a car. Maybe I was twenty one. So I start looking at all the different game shows to try to figure out the easiest one, because I, like I've told you, I don't have the best memory. So, so jeopardy is out. Jeopardy is out. 
Uh, Wheel of Fortune. I was always the person that like all the letters could be up there except for just like one E and I'd be going, oh my God, what is it? (laughs) These people would solve the puzzle after like two letters and, you know, and one hint they'd be, and I'd be still going, what, how did they get that? So I knew a stitch in time, say a stitch in nine saves time or whatever it is. And all the, only the T is not there. And you're like, um, (laughs) is it chimes, wind chimes? (laughs) Pat's Jack's like, no, <laughs> it's hard, especially when you're nervous though. Like, I think I can do it at home. Jeopardy. I'm so good at home, but I wouldn't be able to, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Exactly. Okay. I'm, and I'm definitely not smart enough for Jeopardy. I mean, I didn't go to college. I didn't, I don't, you don't need to go to college to be smart. We know that we've learned that from me. Well, <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but, but here's the problem with Jeopardy. You do need to know like a lot of facts. Like some education would be helpful for mm-hmm. history. You know, they like to ask you a lot of questions that don't involve <laughs> pop culture. <laughs> it's not a lot of like housewives. <laughs> that would be such a great Jeopardy. We would win everything. Yeah. They wouldn't even have to be like, they would just be like, who yelled? Who is Dorinda? Yeah. <laughs> like you would, they couldn't even finish the question. I know that would be oh. perfect for me. And honestly, I was a big fan of game shows. So I had watched a ton of them. I mm-hmm. I was a like I watched Price is Right religiously. Anytime I was sick and home from school, I watched Wheel of Fortune. I watched Price is Right. I watched I loved game shows. Me so too. I was like, okay, what's the easiest game show? Now Hollywood Squares at the time, this was like they'd brought it back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh and what I loved about Hollywood Squares was how easy it is because all you have to do is agree or disagree with someone else's answer. (laughs) Right. It's genius, right? The celebrity answers the question and you just have to decide if that's the right answer. Okay. Do they answer the question as a joke or they are always trying? They're always trying to really get you the right answer. So here's what I can tell you because years, many years later, I was a writer. I was a joke writer Mm -hmm. for the show, Hollywood Squares. Um, so I know exactly how it works. How it works is you have a, you have a group of question writers and the question writers write, uh, questions that have a correct answer, but are also sound a little bit like a lead in for a joke. Then the joke Mm -hmm. writers take those questions and they write a joke answer. Gotcha. The celebrity does not have the correct answer, but many of them are multiple choice. So the celebrity has to just guess. Oh, and sometimes we write them. If it's if it's a little bit hard, we write them a possible fake answer. Okay. Okay. So when you did it, who were the celebrities? Do you remember? Like who were in the boxes? Oh, yeah. Did you have Jim J. Bullock? Yes, I did. I <gasps> certainly did. Love him. You know, Monroe is named after him. Oh. We talked about that. I'm not kidding. I, I And I sent Jim J. Bullock because we're Facebook friends. Uh-huh. because of this. And I sent him a picture of Monroe and I was like, I hope you take this in the way that it's intended. Cause I have so much love for my dad, but I, I named him after you. Cause he looks just like him. Oh, he didn't write back, but I, I don't think he said <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so I, I'm watching the show and analyzing all the different game shows for mm-hmm. what's going to be easy. And I'm like, Hollywood squares. <laughs> wow. Agree or disagree. I can do that. Also, I figured out before I even auditioned for the show that when mm-hmm. they ask a, a multiple choice question, the least obvious answer is always correct. 
Okay. So okay. W- whatever it seems like what the right answer is, if they pick that, disagree. I, so I knew mm-hmm. that. And then if it's true, false, if it sounds ridiculous and crazy, it's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And most of the true, false were true. So I knew this way before I wrote for the show. I knew that this was sort of like a formula and I was like, I can defeat this formula. So I find I have to go to a taping. I look up like how to get on the show. You have to go to a taping and then anybody who wants to be a contestant has to come and like talk to the contestant producers or whatever. So I say after and I'm in my mind, I'm like, okay, I got to stand out from the crowd, right? Because it, what they do is they just go around and you just say your name and like mm-hmm. something about yourself. So the woman who was the producer, her name was Stephanie. So when it gets to me, I'm like, my name's Stephanie, but I spell mine with an F. That's your like, that's your big standout. That's my big standout moment. I was like, gotta, I've gotta mm-hmm. make a connection, connect mm-hmm. with her, stand out, be memorable. And then I, yeah. I have to tell you, because I, I did apply to be, because uh, a friend of mine did this. She was like done with her. She did not like her life, like in Hollywood. She was, you know, trying to be like a writer. She's like, this isn't working. So she went on Wheel of Fortune and won enough money to go back to school to become like a therapist. Isn't that awesome? Wow. So then I thought, well, I'm going to do that. So I tried to go on Wheel of Fortune and they ask you, one of the questions online is like, what's something about you that could be, that we could talk about that would be kind of special, you know? Mm-hmm. I could come up with was, was like, I have severe misophonia. <laughs> like I can't even hear the sound of you, not you, but you know what I mean? Like I can't like the clicker that or whatever the we, the sound of the wheel makes me sick. So I didn't get chosen. What? <laughs> what? They're really missing out. Okay. So, so you're like, I'm Stephanie with an F. That's yes. right. And then I don't okay. know what I said. I don't know what I said about myself. I don't, I really don't remember, but I did, I got called and I was so excited. So I got called to do the show and it was like, we're going to be taping on this and this day and you're going to be called in. But then the problem is, so I, I, I go in and you just don't know when you're going to get on and you Mm -hmm. could possibly not get on at all, which would really suck because the way it goes is if you win the car on the first day, you, you have five chances to win the car. So if you're the returning champion, you could feasibly be on all week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and so they only need a new contestant when somebody loses. Right. OK. Right. So they need two contestants. If two people, I don't know if the person wins the car, then both people are off and they need two more contestants. So they keep a bunch of you in a holding area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was in this holding area for days bonding with the other contestants, but then like somebody would get chosen. Somebody would come out from like the dugout and, you know, get to be moved up to the big show and we'd all be so jealous. Why'd they of pick course. her? Oh God. She's not interesting. Yeah, like, <laughs> of course that's, I, I don't think I could even handle that. I would just uh, cry. And then by the time they got me, I'd just be crying. Yes. What's wrong? They'd be like, what's wrong? We're playing. We're live. So the last day that they're going to be taping, I sat there. I came back for like four days in a row. And finally, the last day that they were going to be taping, I get called in. And it's it's pretty funny because I had no personality 
And I have a tape of this. I talked about this on For Crying Out Loud. No, I had no personality on the show. I got nervous Mm -hmm. and took it, was taking it very seriously. And I was not at all like what a contestant on a game show is supposed to act like. You're supposed to be so enthusiastic. I was so not enthusiastic. And every time I took it so seriously, I mean, I was there to win. So they'd ask a question and I'd scrunch up my face like, "Mm." and they'd be like, Stephanie, do you agree or disagree? And I'd be like, I agree. Wait, who were your, so who were the celebs? So here's the, so the, okay. So my celebs were who it was this woman named like, okay. So Jim J. Bullock was the secret square. Do you remember how they had a secret square? (laughs) No, no. They'd be like, it's your secret square. That's how I won the trip to Jamaica was the secret. The, the, okay, here's a question. And this is the secret square. So if you get this right, you're going to win a trip to Jamaica. And the question was, uh, which, which child star won the, made the most money before the time they were 10 years old. Wait, I want to see if I can guess. Okay. Can I guess? Yeah. Was it Gary Coleman? Uh, no, this, I think this was really before. Gary Coleman's uh, time. These are going to be old, old timey uh, celebrities. So I'm not going to know if it's pre eighties. I yeah. never, I don't have the knowledge. Okay. Yeah. So the, so the, so the, but I'll give you the possibilities. Cause it was okay. multiple choice. Jackie Coogan. It was him. Mickey Rooney <laughs> or Shirley Temple. So go with, like- go with what I told you. Okay. It's Jackie Coogan. Correct. Because I remember hearing now that you say it, I remember that. But also because it Shirley Temple to me was the most obvious answer. Mm-hmm. So the, I but they didn't. Yeah. And then Mickey. Well, and Mickey Rooney, really. OK, so I love that. I love that. I would just be like they would they have to give the multiple. And I the Jackie Coogan, Jackie Coogan. That's it. <laughs> I don't need to hear the other so ones. Jim J. Bullock Final. had to do that, had to guess, had to give his answer. And I had to agree or Aww. disagree. So Jim J. Bullock said Shirley Temple and I disagreed. Yes, Stephanie gets the square and the trip to Jamaica. Woo! Oh my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. That's now, did you have to pay taxes on that trip? I heard that's one of the problems with winning on a game show. You have to pay for it. Well, people do have to pay taxes, but I didn't think that the rules applied to me in those days. Any <laughs> rules applied to me. So I did not pay taxes. And then eventually I got hit with a bill for like $8,000. <gasps> oh, my God. Because I also won a car. Spoiler alert. Mm. Yes. So I win two games in a row. So I'm the champion. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply between me of and this, course. this guy named Mark. Mm -hmm. So then they go, okay. Oh, so also on my episode was Bob Ein's super Dave Osborne. Oh, Bob, that's awesome. Right. But I can't believe I've never told you this story because you're not going to believe who was my good luck celebrity. So they make good it, they make celebrity. it so, okay. So when you, when it's time for you to try to win the car, They, they show you a bowl, they give you a bowl of keys and you pick a key and then you decide which car you're going to try to start. Okay. Oh my If God. the car doesn't start, then you come back and you're the child, you're, you, you're the champion and you play another game and then you get another key. So by the, if you keep winning, eventually you're going to win a car. But if you lose, then you'll have won all your prizes and cash, but no car. Okay. So I pick a key and then they say, okay. And then they They make you go sit in the car to start mm -hmm. it and they give you good luck celebrities, which supposedly you've chosen for yourself out of all the squares, people to help you sit with you and stand with you when you go for the car. But they don't actually, it's whoever they're promoting that week. Mm -hmm. So I didn't pick them, but I got this girl named Andrea Evans, who was a soap opera star who I didn't know who she was and dun, 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 Gary Marshall. Shut up. Up. Swear to God. So Gary oh Marshall, of course, I would have chosen because I loved him. Yeah. So Gary Marshall. He make you do like a montage. He's like, I'm Gary Marshall and I do movies with montages. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what if he's just like, what? Oh, my God. That's awesome. So Gary Marshall's standing there next to the car and they come back and they're like, okay, so Gary. And I think he was promoting Pretty Woman. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Seems like he was promoting Pretty Woman. And so then they're like, okay, Stephanie. Okay, so I'm sitting in the car and I look at the key that I have to try to turn the, to try to start the car. And it's not mm -hmm. a real key. It's like a, it just looks like a fake key. So I start freaking out. Like, well, I don't, like, what am I supposed to do with this key? It's not a, it's not an actual key. Like, I, I can't. So, uh, I, I don't know who to talk to because there's no producers around me because they're coming back from commercial and they're going to go. So I lean out of the car window. <laughs> I roll down the car window and I was like, excuse me, Gary. And he's like, yeah. And I said, look, it's not a real key. Oh, you're so cute. And he goes, yeah, he, he's like, just fake it, dear. <laughs> it's TV, honey. Yeah. And I was like, Uh, okay. So then they go, all right, Stephanie in the Buick Skyhawk. Uh, 
put the key in the ignition and start the car, which, so there's no ignition. There's, you can't put the key in the ignition, but so I pretend I'm doing that. And then they're like, okay. And then I, I act like I'm turning a key and thinking what I thought was, well, I'm not going to win the car because that's why it's fake Mm -hmm. because this is, it's, I'm not the winner. That's in my mind. I was just like not expecting anything because I'm like, oh, okay, well, this isn't the real thing. Well, then sound effects go off and it's like and balloons drop and it takes (laughs) me a good solid and everybody's cheering. And I was like, I don't understand what's going on. And then they're like, basically, Gary goes, you won the car. And then I and then you can see me on the on the tape like that. I could like, oh, my God. And I get super excited. Do you still have footage? Is there any yes. way we can find this? You do? You have it? No, I have it. Okay, you have to put this up. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this is ridiculous that it, I'm just now hearing I about I put this. it up on For Crying Out Loud like a long time ago, but I can, I'll can i put it up for Board AF so you can see it. Please. It's hilarious. Is, well, wait. So then, so you got a car, but then you didn't pay tax, so then they try to hit you. Because what you're supposed to do is you when you win something like that, you're supposed to sell it. Right. And then buy something a little less expensive so it covers everything. I didn't know that. And so mm-hmm. part of this story is that my mom was really irritated that I'd won a car because she just didn't why? think I ever earned anything. She just. Oh, my God. She felt like, like, why, do, do, you know, like, it's just not really fair that I just decide that I want a car. So I'm going to go win one. Like that I'm always trying to take the easy way out. So my mom didn't help me at all, like try to figure anything out. And I didn't have any money, but I really needed the car. By the way, the car is just a very, very basic car. The the way Mm -hmm. you win it, it doesn't, it didn't even have AC. Now to get AC in your car, it's the most standard basic package. That's nothing is included. Of course. So no, it didn't even have windows. It's like, there's no window. There's one window. It had, it's in the back. It it had AM FM radio and that's it. Sorry, Monroe. I'm sorry. If you hear this sliding glass, Monroe keeps coming in and out from outside. So yeah. So I couldn't, I didn't have any money, so I couldn't even spring for the AC. So yeah. So I just had to drive Yes, in Los Angeles. So I drove with windows wide open a lot. I had, I mean, I had that in none of it. I was not, uh, let's just say I wasn't in my twenties. <laughs> let's just say I wasn't in my thirties either. Okay. No. Yeah. No, I understand the feeling of just having, and sometimes the windows don't even roll down. That is a thing. And sometimes the engine doesn't work. Yeah. So at least you had an engine and you had tires. So I had all these parking tickets on my old car <laughs> and it was probably worth nothing. So I, left it on the street and just waited for it to get towed away. What? Yeah. Oh, your old car. My okay, old not car. The, not the one you, because that would be so weird if you won the car and it's like, let's see who gets it. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it on the street. <laughs> so no, I drove that car around for many, many years. Was I ever in that car? Uh, I don't think so. You no. Sure? Okay. Maybe not. Eventually I still wasn't doing that well financially or I had bad credit. From, you know, I had an I had a lien from the IRS from not paying taxes on any of my on my trip to Jamaica. I was <laughs> With what's not her name? responsible, Cecily. Something to know about um, me. I just I was like in survival mode. I was like, well, I'm just going to worry about this later. So everything that you're saying is the same for me, except change the word was. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I wish I were kidding, but yeah, no, I, that's why I need you as like my sort of life guru. Yeah. I now. can tell you what they'll come after you for and what they won't. Uh, yeah. So of I, oh, that's a great story. I eventually paid, paid everything off all the taxes, but yeah, they do, they do come to get you. That happened to the guy from Survivor, Richard, one of the first yeah, winners yeah, yeah. of Survivor. He went to jail for that. I know, but he won like a million dollars. Yeah, but he didn't want to pay or he tried to find a way to do some weird thing. I don't know. I think it's kind of fucked up, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm always trying to win stuff. I always, uh, they have these, they don't have it anymore, I don't think, but they used to do the Dream House on HGTV. I was always trying to win that Dream House uh-huh. <laughs> every year. And I would like, you could enter every day and... But then I was like, well, if I win this dream house, like I have to move to, to like Sioux Falls. <laughs> sounds fine. <laughs> sounds good. I live there. But then it's like, but then how much does that cost? I don't, I don't think I can pay, you know, on like a 10,000 square foot house. I don't think I can pay utilities on that. Mm-hmm. What will I do there? Right. Right. Yeah. You don't you think about that. It. Then do you have to you pay property it. tax? Of course. Yeah. By the way, do you find the property brothers attractive? I don't know who they are. What? Okay. One of them is now dating Zoe Deschanel. Oh. Which I find really annoying, but we'll come back to that another day. I yeah. Think. Because we're, that's a great, I never even knew you went on a game. I feel like I knew the story a little bit, but I didn't, I did not know that you, I can't wait to see you on that. I can't wait to see you like genuinely being excited when the balloons fell. Oh, and w- Cecily, what I was wearing, and I thought I was so cute. I was wearing a blue. I had this, okay, because I was doing temp work, I believe at the time. So I had these like little sort of nice outfits, but very cheap, probably like clothes time. Mm-hmm. But like I had a, a, a matching, it was a blue skirt that went with this blue, like a sweatshirt top that had like mm-hmm. kind of shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Sure. Imagine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I then I was wearing a, a statement necklace that literally uh-huh. looked like something that you would that would have been popular, like in Africa. It was. Mm-hmm. These, I know. I, that's what I was picturing. Like the kind of shells. Well, the, it wasn't yeah, shells. It was, it was like these interlocking um, rings, like these okay. gold, like brass rings, big circle cir- circles that all nice. connected. No, it was not. And then I had really big hair and I was still going by the name Stephanie Weingort. Yeah. I mean, I love, <laughs> I love it, but that's, of course it's what you'd be wearing. Although I will say this, I will give myself one compliment since I was such a nerd in junior high and high school, like in the eighties, I was a pretty good dresser. Can I say that about myself? Why wouldn't you? I mean, I was a good dresser. I was, there was one year where it was a lot of parachute pants, but like, that's what you wore. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I had kind of a Michael Jackson, like zipper shirt that I wore a lot. It was red and black. And I did wear sometimes a glove. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And there's a picture, this, our sixth grade picture. Everyone looks totally normal. It's a suburb of Dallas. It's eyes, odds and polos, you know, like normal. Right. And then I'm wearing the zipper shirt, one silver glitter glove. And parachute pants. And I had shaved one side of my head up. Nice. Like it was just one side. And then the other side was just like, and then there was a tail, the Amy Mann tail. Yes. You know? So, okay. That year, not so much. But after that. So when you wore the glove, did, was it for Michael Jackson always, or was it for Madonna? That's such a good question. <laughs> I, I, as you say it, I was, as I was saying it, I was going to, I was thinking Michael Jackson, but it was definitely Madonna. I was obsessed with Madonna. I have a picture that I will post on our, I really will 
but it's so embarrassing, but I'm dressed in my like Madonna gear and that's how I dressed. I love it. Like the gel, the shoes, those like those, those black bracelets, you wore like 15 of them yes, for some reason. O-rings. Is that what they were they're called? They were called O-rings. They were like rubber. Yes. They, they're yeah, called O-rings like, because they're, they're actually, uh, for car engines. <laughs> Oh, Madonna. She guided us into what? What did she guide us into? You know, I was looking back. Well, I don't want to get started on Madonna, but I was looking back and I was like, what were what were we so obsessed by? She wasn't she couldn't sing that well. Mm-mm. She couldn't really dance that well. That was her thing was she was a dancer. But if you look at like Holiday or those videos, like she's just doing a bunch of hitch kicks <laughs> really low too. like there's nothing amazing there. <laughs> was it just like that? She was just so hot and she knew it. Was that it? I guess she had a lot of confidence and her music was different for the time. And we loved it. I loved the music and I still love it. And I'm not putting her down. I'm just saying like, if you take it piece by piece, like what, what was it? I think she just hit at the right time too. Yeah. We were all hungry for like a pop dancey thing. Well, speaking of all that, yes, we, uh, we are key in keeping with our sharing our very personal journal entries. We've got some more for you today. And I really, I know I've said this before. I think you should brace yourselves. If you have a therapist on call, <laughs> maybe call them first because we got some shit today. So, I mean, crazy. So shit. we're going, we're, uh, we're hopping forward, right? To the nineties. Mm-hmm. Well, for yes, to the nineties, I have one little poem that I wrote, but that was in the nineties. And then we're going to do the thing we talked about later. Right. Okay. Do you want me to read you sure. my poem? Yes, please. Okay. Hold on. So, oh my God. So I lost my virginity in college junior year, right? Just before junior year to this lovely guy. He was so nice. He was such a nice guy. He was just a guy. He was from New Jersey. He liked Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> he was a pretty simple guy. Um, we are still friends today and not just because I stalked him. We are just genuinely friends. He's so nice. But after our special time together, I wrote him a poem. <laughs> I wrote him a poem. Now, again, this is a guy who like worked on cars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not that you can't be poetic, not that you can't be that guy, but he was not that guy. Okay. Like if it was 90210, he would not have been Dylan. He would have been Steve Sanders. Okay. Steve Sanders is not the guy you give a poem to. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Okay. Here's the poem. It's called On Losing My Virginity. Oh, no. You wrote him a poem about losing your virginity? Like how on the nose. So on the nose. (laughs) And I gave it to him and he had to read it. Oh, no. Not out loud, but okay. Oh, my God. This is so awful. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. A moment so rehearsed. (laughs) So many years. I forgot my lines. Oh, just wait. I forgot my place for a second. I forgot everything but that second. I let go of dark kickball Texas sand, of breezy perfect July nights by Dallas pools, chasing innocence I'd never have to catch. Oh, no. I let go. I let go of half my life. For what? For an East Coast fascination? <laughs> just because he was from the East Coast, uh-huh. I was trying to be, you know, uh-huh. for a moment of pain. That's rude. That's really rude. I, it wasn't that great. For trying to make an impossible fairy tale come true, well, the play is over. There was no standing ovation. (gasps) There were no roses. The players are taking off their costumes, and I forgot my lines. Okay, I gave him that poem, and then I was really upset that he didn't, like, respond to it. It sounds like you weren't, like, you were unhappy. 
I was extremely unhappy, but well, for some reason I thought that it was like really deep and that he would be, be able to bond on it and he'd be able to say like, no, no, you remembered your lines <laughs> or like, here's some roses or something like some, I don't know what I wanted. Like, I don't know what I wanted from him, but like, but you were basically we saying it was disappointing. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way around it. I mean, it was, but at the same time, why would I? Okay, okay, write it first of all, but like the so dramatic and tying it into the theater. There was no standing ovation. And there were no roses. But what I were forgot. you trying? You what were you telling him? Like that you didn't that you were didn't want to be with him? I I don't know. I think that honestly, I think that poem was. I think I'd written him a letter, which I can't, which I'll find, but I can't find right now. I think I'd also written a letter about like like breaking away a piece of your inner child. Like it was a little bit less rude, but it was really dramatic. And he didn't respond to that letter. I remember he was like, cool, thanks. Nice. And then I wrote this poem because I was pissed. He's the, I cannot believe he's friends with me today. Like he's a really sweet guy. Did you ever, did you still continue seeing him or was that it? Um, that was August because, okay. So that was August of that year. And then September. So the following month I fell in love with a different guy and I broke up with him. So I'm actually pretty proud of that. Cause you know, I never do that. So I actually broke up with the guy that I lost. He was fine with it, by the way, <laughs> I would say it was a mutual breakup. He went to a different school. We met at like a frat party where like different frats would get together from different schools. Mm -hmm. So he went to another school. So I just fell in love with someone at my school. Okay. <laughs> and I think I, <laughs> So were you upset that he didn't really respond to your poem? Yeah, I was upset for a minute. I wasn't in love with him. And I feel like I did that on purpose because I knew that I knew who I was and how important that kind of stuff was to me. And I felt like if I, if I did, if my first time was with someone I was madly in love with, that I would never get over it. As we know, I probably wouldn't have. Right. So I purposely did. It was like, I like him. He's like a nice guy. We're dating all good but like, I'm not going to be heartbroken about this. That's really funny. Can I just tell you one thing about the word poem? <clears throat> Years ago, I pronounced it poem, which I, it's arguable that, it, it, that that's Wait, incorrect. Well, somebody poem. said, did you say poem? Poem. Yeah, but I said poem and somebody said, did you say poem? And I said, yeah. And they were like, it's stop poem. 
And I've never <laughs> forgot that. And every single time I say the word poem, I make sure I say it with two syllables because I, it, I'm like traumatized Who by that. that person that, someone did that to me about the word. Okay. And I, I'm still not sure how I'm supposed to say it, which is really, I, I guess I was saying irony and it's supposed to be, or I was saying irony. Is it irony or irony? Irony. It's, hard, right? it's irony. So I said irony and this person made fun of me for like 10 years. Uh, and I was like, God. Well, I had a bad one too, where I used to, I had a lot of words that I, I read a ton as a kid. So I sometimes tried to use words that I'd never said out loud or heard out loud. Mm -hmm. I'd only read one of those words was assuage. <laughs> and I said, I tried to use it in a sentence and I said, a sewage. And somebody was like, what? Why are and I said, so a sewage, easy. a sewage, A-S-S-U-A-G-E. And they're like, <laughs> It's assuage. Who are these people that yeah. we knew? Yeah, I had this, this woman, Paula, that I was friends with. And I say woman. We were girls. It was seventh grade. I, God forbid, said Tom broke off. And she was like, <laughs> oh, Cecily. I was like, well, we're 13. We don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, one time when I was, I, I will say I was way too old to have made this mistake. I was probably in my 20s. I said Laples instead of lapels. <laughs> That's okay. And somebody was like, what? Did you just say labels? I, I, and I hate was like, all these people. Um, yes. Okay. You have a poem. A po I'm going to say poem. I think that's fine. Either way you have one. Cause we realized Steph and I realized that we have some poems or not poems, journal entries yeah. rather, um, that are somewhat similar. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to just read everybody. This is page one of my comedy journal, which spoiler alert has nothing to do with comedy, at least in the beginning of the journal. And my first entry was from July 11th, 1990. So how many years ago was that? 30 years ago, mm -hmm. 30 years ago. This is where my life was. Okay. Well, this is the beginning of my comedy and life journal. I'm so confused. There are a lot of men in my life, and I'm not sure what to do with all of them. There's, should I change the names of this? There's Jeff, mm -hmm. there's Jeff C, who I mm -hmm. like, but can't, just can't see dating. Uh, spoiler alert, I did date him and slept with him <laughs> quite a few times. Of course. Yeah, of course. I just don't find him all that attractive. Then there's Mark P, who I just don't really feel anything for. Uh, spoiler alert, I made out with him many times, did not sleep with him, but <clears throat> I don't know if I ever really did. It was just flattering that he liked me, but he doesn't seem real. Then there's Pug Penson, <laughs> who I want to just be friends with, but I think he would like it to be more. Then the other night I made out with Greg Otto. <clears throat> Why? Because we were attracted to each other. I didn't sleep with him. I sound like I'm defending myself to myself. Hold on. There's more. I don't know what's right anymore. I don't know who I have feelings for and who I'm just fond of. I like Mark P as a person. Nothing happened when I kissed him. I really liked kissing Greg Otto, even if he wasn't going with Andrea uh, W. I think I wouldn't want to sleep with him. Spoiler alert, slept with him many times. <laughs> Because he didn't seem sincere. I think 
I'm not taking comedy seriously enough. I'm treating it like high school. Suddenly I'm popular with men and I don't know what to do, how to say no. I think I'll lose out on popularity because it is a lot of networking, Cecily. <laughs> okay, ready? But, but Stephanie, comma, it's also very much on talent, based on talent. <laughs> Just because I don't date people doesn't mean I won't get work. Here's a list of all the men I have to figure out what to do with. Judd. That was Judd Apatow. Dash over. <laughs> Mark P. Tell him I don't want to get into Mark P. Don't You don't have to say who it is, but is it the one who's my friend as well or different? Uh, the one we talked about. He was moved on a to sitcom? San Francisco. No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Oh, no, it's not Mark Price. It's a different okay. Mark. Okay. I tell him I don't want to get into a relationship. I'm just not ready. I don't want to hurt him. Is that it? He's not really. I don't know. Uh, A pug. Stay friends. Jeff C. Avoid him? Question mark. Dave Lombardi. Don't know any. Don't remember who that is. (laughs) Nothing. I don't think anything will come of it anyway. I need to get my shit together. (laughs) Let's work on comedy for a while. Oh my God, that's good advice to yourself, which I never even, all of mine, I, I've found my comedy <laughs> journal, whatever. Okay. Can I read you? Yeah. Can I read you something that's, and I'm just, I mean, oh my God, I'm talking about for some reason, Dick Cheney. I'm very upset about him because <laughs> I was thinking about moving back to Dallas and I was like, fucking the, the idea of like people that like Dick Cheney, like makes my stomach hurt. Can you go home again? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> then, uh, all right. Unpleasant. I don't know what this means. Unpleasant conversation to follow, but first this. Pug. Oh, we no. know his name. Pug. Does he deserve an entry? Will he be gone before I have a chance to finish this? <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> I first want to point out this was so December of 2000. So this is like almost exactly 10 years after your pug entry. Oh, my God. That's you so, just, okay, but isn't that weird? Yes, but real quick, uh, real, yeah. real quick interjection. So, uh, my, I had a, I had a first whole thing with pug way when we were just friends for like a good solid year. And then we like, and then he got, I dated his friend. I think I told you that in one of our mm-hmm. earlier episodes. And then we were like, not friends for, for like 10 years. Oh, and then he popped. And then, and then I, when I dated him was like uh, 10 years later. Interesting. Yeah, that is very well. That happens a lot because people circle around in this business. Yes. you know what I mean. Yes. That's all we're doing. So I'm like, yes. Just Doug, a pug came right in. Someone I dreamt about. I dreamt about him <laughs> for no reason. He appeared in a dream I had while sleeping with Brian. <laughs> See, this is what I mean about just being all over the place. I think I even told Brian about it, and we laughed. He was like, "You love Pug Penson," he would say. Ha ha. <laughs> well, Brian, for the record, I don't love Pug Penson. <laughs> So why am I so hurt that Pug Penson doesn't love me? <laughs> Stephanie, this is exactly what we've been talking about. Like, that's what it is. We, it's not that we, so why am I so hurt he doesn't love me? I don't really know. Maybe I liked being with someone who was really funny. Wait, but that's why I go out with every guy. <laughs> I, I underlined every. So what's so special about Pug, aside from being funny? Hmm. Is it that he's in love with someone else? It was probably you. No, it was probably you. no, it was Sarah Silverman. Oh, yeah, it was Sarah Silverman. And then I wrote, admittedly, all in all caps, aha, I wrote, aha. 
<laughs> not normal Cecily. I actually also put my name in there like you did. Not normal Cecily. <laughs> oh even for Mr. Right now. Not good or normal. He appeared today and then disappeared again to leave me wondering how much deeper he has fallen in love with her. Only because I have nothing better to do. That's it. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! I think that's enough for today. Yeah. We have so we have so many more. Like we're gonna keep these coming. Yeah, I I feel like drained. I feel like this is this is what therapy is. I think so. Except that we're not solving anything. <laughs> we're not solving anything. Except that we are both realizing that we have the if we had the exact same experience that maybe it wasn't us. No. Or maybe it was. But I was kind of messed <laughs> up. I was pretty like messed oh, up. It's- me too. We haven't even gotten into like we're we're working ourselves. Maybe one of our bonuses will be like one of the heavier ones. But um, so you guys, you have a, a mission today. You have to if you, you don't have to do anything, but if you can help me figure out if I should track down my junior high teacher to send him cookies or not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do a Facebook poll. That's what on I'm our thinking. Facebook page. Guys, go to Board AF, our Facebook page, not our group. Don't just mm-hmm. don't go to the page. I had to inv- I had to put that page up so that I could uh, do some other stuff. But just join the group anyway. Yeah, join the group because we do. We really <laughs> talk some stuff out. We also before we go, we've got some business shout. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to start with Jessica Frizzell, if that works for you. Mm-hmm. She has a website now, um, and let me just give you the website, and I'll tell you what she sells. It is shop. XOJESJES.com. So I'm going to spell the whole thing. S H O P shop XOJES.com. And I believe there's still like a discount code for 20% off any purchase. You just put in Rhoda 2020. That'll be on there. Nice. But she just has so many fun things. She has like high ponytail hats, which is, uh, that's something I'm trying to do a high ponytail. I don't know if I have enough hair for it, <laughs> but I love that look. She's got hats just for that. She's got like little tote bags. And just everything you can imagine, little makeup bags that say cute things on them. Like the one she sent me says like, maybe makeup, probably snacks. And it's just like a little Ziploc bag. It's Love so it. cute. Love it. So many cute things. So that's Jessica. Then we also have Kaylee from Baby Quip. So it's the number one baby rental service and they're on a mission to make family travel easier. And especially now, like with COVID, you know, you don't want to be lugging a bunch of baby stuff with you to mm-hmm. a destination. You just want to go there and they clean and sanitize all their baby stuff and bring it to you so you don't have to pack a bunch of a crib, a stroller, all that stuff. Just go to babyquip.com. And then and Becky, Becky Barris. She's our t-shirt lady. Super rad. If I can sound California, just cute, adorable t-shirts. Um, you got a, didn't you I'm get wearing one? one. I'm wearing my don't be salty t-shirt right now. I, I like swear you. to God, I'm literally I wearing it. I love it. And she, of course, Don't not be a salty slim, kind of, that's my, right? I washed my hands, not slim, kind of <clears throat> shady. And the, I wash my hands is going to, that that'll be important forever. Just a reminder. Yes. I love that. Um, you can go to her website, which is just basic mm-hmm. Um, she also has a Facebook page, basic Becky. Uh, and I think it's all come, it comes through Etsy. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yay. So that's it. So thank you everybody for listening to our show. We love you oh guys. God. We love you. We thank you. And we're sorry. We're sorry. Okay. Bye. Bye. I can't believe I read that poem.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.